We all have temptations when it comes to spending money, and these are usually areas in our budget that are variable expenses. I've never heard of someone overspending on their Netflix bill, or I've never heard of someone overspending on their, I don't know, maybe their water bill, right? These are areas in our budget. Instead, we have temptations when it comes to food, spending money, entertainment, maybe clothing. And whenever you realize where your temptation lies, I want you to use cash in that area where you tend to overspend. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but inflation is at an all-time high. And I'm guessing that you're not getting paid more than maybe you were a year ago, meaning your income has likely stayed about the same, but everything else in your life is costing you more. Groceries are costing you more. Gas is costing you more. Everything is going up in price. And unless your income is going up at the same rate, then we have to find ways to keep more money in our wallet. That's why I'm giving you these seven money hacks. They're simple little things you can do. There's so many more you can do, but I've just narrowed it down to seven. Otherwise, I'm afraid you might get a little bit overwhelmed. So go ahead and try these out to keep more money in your wallet every single month. Money hack number one is to always have a list or a plan before you step foot in any store especially the grocery store. Back before my husband and I were married and I was just a single single teacher living in the city, living in Dallas, I remember going grocery shopping and I would literally get my cart and I would walk up and down every single aisle of the grocery store and add items into my cart. I would see something I would like. I would say, oh, maybe I'll make this and I would throw it in my cart and I ended up spending a ton of money at the grocery store. On average, I was spending about $100 to $150 a week for one person, and I wasted a lot of food. I had a lot of fruits and vegetables that went bad, so many bag salads I threw out, and it was just honestly wasteful, wasteful of the food and wasteful of my money. Now, I always have a plan and a list before I ever go into the grocery store. What this does is it allows me to not be tempted by seeing items on the store shelves and just tossing them into my cart because I have a plan, I have a meal plan, and I know that I don't need that item because I'm not going to end up using it. It's almost like having this honest conversation with yourself saying, this is going to be a waste, so let's not go ahead and buy it. Now, our family budget's about $150 a week for four people, which is about how much I was spending for one person many, many, many years ago. I'm ashamed to admit it, but that's my truth. So always have a list, always have a plan before you go into the grocery store, because ultimately it's going to save you money in the long run, and you're less likely to be wasteful when it comes to food. Another tip for that, if you're really tempted when you go in the grocery store, is to actually order your groceries online so that you you don't just see things and throw them in your cart, and that can save you money too. Money hack number two is to keep your finances and budget simple. The more complicated your finances are, the more things that you spend money on, the less likely you are to work on your finances because it's complicated. What I want you to do is cut back on your subscriptions and your monthly payments where you can. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you to cut out your internet or your water bill, but really truly take a look at where you are sending your money. Print off your last two months worth of bank statements and just comb through it and see, okay, what can you cut out to just simplify 
your life and your money a little bit more. When your money is simplified, it's easier to actually write a budget. It's easier to see that budget through. And it's just a little bit more fun to work on because it takes you a lot less time to go through it all. This means that you can keep everything about your budget as simple as possible so that you're not spending time working on your budget, as much time, or as much money living your life. Simplicity wins in this one. Money hack number three is to earn cash back when you shop online. Oh my goodness, I love this money hack because it literally makes you money. So I personally use Rakuten to help me earn cash back online. I've actually been using Rakuten for probably about 10 years, maybe even longer, and it is actually legit. Here's exactly how it works. I'm, I'm gonna lay it all out for you. Essentially what you do is you sign up for Rakuten. It is free to sign up, 100% free, and when you shop through Rakuten, meaning you go to Rakuten's website, and then you go, you search for the store, maybe it's just uh, Old Navy. Maybe you're gonna buy something from Old Navy. You type in Old Navy. When you click their Old Navy link, it takes you to Old Navy's website, and now anything that you spend money on, you're going to get cash back because you shopped through Rakuten. So how does this work? How does Rakuten make money? How do you make money? The way Rakuten works is that they Rakuten is given a referral percentage for referring you to a website. And what Rakuten does is they say, okay, we get a percentage, but we're gonna give part of our percent back to you. So they are giving you part of the, the piece of pie that they take, they're giving it back to you, the person, so that way you can actually earn cash back. This is something that my husband and I actually recently did. For Christmas, my husband, we bought him some NBA basketball game tickets, and we were looking online, and I said, wait, let's search through Rakuten. We went to Rakuten, we typed it all in. We found a site that would sell us tickets, like legit tickets, and we earned 12% cash back on what we spent. So we earned over $20 just by clicking a Rakuten link first, and then going and buying our tickets that we were already budgeting to buy. It's such an easy way to just earn cash back for things that you're already going to buy. And that's where I want to put this little Little tip in there, don't go on to Rakuten and start browsing just for fun. I only use it when I plan in advance what I'm going to buy. So for instance, whenever I buy Christmas gifts, I always shop through Rakuten. Whenever I order my Christmas cards, I always go through theirs as well. In fact, I actually have a little Chrome extension on my computer where I don't even have to go through their website anymore. As soon as I land on a site, if I just go to shutterfly.com, the little Rakuten Chrome extension will light up saying, hey, you get cash back, just click here to activate it. And it's so easy, it's so simple, and I get a check quarterly for the money that I earned by shopping through them. It's honestly such an easy way to get money back. And while it can't make up for the cost of inflation, it can give you a little bit of extra spending money. So if you wanna sign up, if you have not signed up, there is a link in my show notes where you can sign up and there's actually a bonus. You can get $30 whenever you spend your first $30, you'll get $30 free. So it's basically free money. Go click it now, sign up. I promise you it's legit. Money hack number four is to use cash for areas where you tend to overspend. We all have temptations when it comes to spending money. And these are usually areas in our budget that are variable expenses. I've never heard of someone overspending on their Netflix bill, or I've never heard of someone overspending on their, I don't know, maybe their water bill, right? These are areas in our budget 
Instead, we have temptations when it comes to food, spending money, entertainment, maybe clothing. And whenever you realize where your temptation lies, I want you to use cash in that area where you tend to overspend. Not in every area of your life. I'm not asking you to pull your entire paycheck out in cash. I'm asking you to just try using cash for this one or two areas where you tend to overspend. Now here's why. Cash helps you stay on track. Our family still uses cash envelopes, especially for groceries. And the reason is because it can be very easy for us to go over budget when we are grocery shopping. However, having cash allows us to see, okay, we have $300 in our cash envelope between two weeks worth of needing to buy groceries. That means we have about $150 every week. If we go to the grocery store and we spend $200 one weekend, The next weekend, I know, okay, we only have $100 left. I need to make sure I shop my pantry. I shop my freezer first. I make really easy meal plans. I don't buy a lot of food. So that way I stay on track for that second week and I don't go over budget with my groceries. Our family also uses cash for restaurants because it's easy to go over for restaurants. And we also use cash for spending money. So my husband gets a cash allowance of spending money every single month and I get a cash allowance as well. If you're like, Uh, I don't really understand. Can you explain it to me a little bit more thoroughly? I have a really great podcast episode. It's episode number 21. It's titled How Cash Envelopes Can Change Your Finances. I go into very, very deep detail about how the cash envelope system works, why it's so amazing, how to get started. You can go listen to it right now. It's amazing. And I really do think that this can help you find more money in your budget. Money hack number five is to find unclaimed money online. Unclaimed money, also known as unclaimed property, is money that was sent to someone but was never received. And so instead of sending that money back to the person that gave it to you, the state keeps the unclaimed money safe until they can find you or you find it. Years ago, when my husband and I first heard about this unclaimed money or unclaimed property online, we Googled it and we found that we both had unclaimed money. Some check that was supposed to make its way to us never made its way to us. I think one of them was like a reimbursement from a doctor's office where we overpaid. And so instead of it going back to the doctor's office and the doctor getting to keep that money, it was sent to the state of Texas and state of Texas keeps that money safe. And we both found money in our names and you just have to go through a process online and they send the check to your new address. And this happens more often sometimes whenever you move a lot. I know we moved a lot in our younger years, but it's very easy to do. All you have to do is Google unclaimed and then money and your state. So unclaimed money, Texas, unclaimed money, California, unclaimed money, New York to see if you have any unclaimed money. And the website will walk you through the process of actually getting your money back. To be honest, I do this about, I would say twice a year. I go online and I look and I even look for everyone in my family as well because I don't know if they know about this tip, but I'm looking out for them. Today's episode is brought to you by the Budgeting and Debt Payoff Cheat Sheet. This cheat sheet includes everything you need to kickstart your budget and pay off debt fast. It's going to teach you the most important part of budgeting, how to find more money in your budget and the fastest way to pay off debt. Plus, you'll learn how to pay off debt and save money at the same time. This cheat sheet has printables in it. It is super helpful. I know you're going to love it. You can click the link in the show notes to get it. It's 100% free or go to inspirebudget.com slash cheat sheet. 
Money hack number six is to skip the cart when you go to the store. So here's a true story. I used to have this terrible, terrible habit where I would get a shopping cart at Target. I would go to Starbucks. I would get a coffee. I would have my coffee in hand. I would have my cart. And I would literally walk up and down every single aisle of my favorite home section, of all the home sections basically, up and down every single aisle looking at all the end caps for the clearance and items would just find their way in my cart. I did this as an escape mechanism I realize now to just just escape my life almost or anything uncomfortable I was going through but it always ended up with me spending hundreds of dollars unplanned and then saying, I'll just figure it out when I can and getting stressed by the end of the month when I didn't have any money left over. So I realized that this was a habit of mine. I realized I couldn't do this anymore, and but I didn't want to cut out Target entirely. I did detox Target from my life for a while, but to keep me from going overboard once I started going back into the store is I always went in with a list and I never got a cart. I realized that that cart just represented the possibility of what I could get. And so if I didn't get the cart, then I had to physically carry everything in my hands. I had to be uncomfortable. And I remember years ago, I would do this and I would get a box of diapers because that's where we got our diapers from when we, when our baby, when our kids were in diapers and I would get all these other things and I had to balance everything on these box of diapers. But I had this rule that I had, that I couldn't get a cart because it kept me from from going overboard in my spending. Now, I don't recommend you do this at the grocery store. We do not do this at the grocery store. We do get a cart at the grocery store, but I am talking about some of the stores that you might be going into that are tempting to you like Target was tempting to me. So that's a little hack for you is don't get a cart. Make yourself physically uncomfortable by trying to hold everything so you're less likely to buy things that are unplanned and you're more likely to get in and get out. I promise you it seems a little bit crazy, but it works. Money hack number seven is to negotiate any large purchases that you're making. When it comes to large purchases like furniture, you have negotiating power. You have negotiating room. And this works in your favor if you're paying with cash or a debit card. If you're not financing a large purchase, then you have negotiation power. You can negotiate for a discount or even free delivery of something. I want you to ask what discounts are available for people that can pay in cash right away. That's the first thing that we do when we are shopping for large purchases. I always ask, do you have a cash discount? So we recently did this a couple years ago. We were buying some new furniture for our new home and we got a really good discount because we were paying in full that day. We were buying several pieces of furniture. I think it was a sofa, a coffee table, two end tables, even a bed. And whenever we totaled up everything, I said, how much of a discount can we get for if we pay today in full cash. And I'm not talking literally cash, but our debit card. And they were very excited and gave us a really good discount because they get their money right away. They don't have to worry about financing. They don't have to wonder if we're gonna default on anything. They get their money, they know they're getting paid. And some stores are willing to give a discount for that security. Be sure to ask for a discount or negotiate large purchases. That is a big money hack 
that can help you save so much money. So there you have it, seven money hacks that can help you keep more money in your wallet. Let me go over those really quickly. Hack number one, always have a list or a plan before you step foot in a store. Hack two, keep your finances and budget simple. Hack three, earn cash back by shopping through Rakuten when you shop online. Hack four, use cash for areas where you tend to overspend. Hack number five, find unclaimed money online. Hack number six, don't get a cart when you go into tempting stores. And hack number seven, make sure you're negotiating your large purchases. At the end of every solo episode, I love to answer a question I get from Instagram. This one is from Dana, and she says, what is included in your spending category? Is it hair, makeup, beauty? What is it? So my husband and I each get a spending allowance every single month. It's not a lot of money, I'm going to be honest with you. It is $25. I know, big spenders. But there's a reason why it's not that much. We budget pretty well for everything. So if I do need to refill my makeup or I need more hair supplies, that's in our budget. Same thing for haircuts, that's in our budget. So really our spending money is very much just for super unplanned purchases. Maybe it's coffee runs that we didn't budget for, we don't have the restaurant's money for. Maybe it's snow cones for our kids. I know that my husband is used to spending money on just like, hey kids, let's go. We're all going to go get snow cones real fast and we'll use it for things like that. It's pretty much just covers anything that's super random and just pops up. We even budget for clothes. So our spending money only covers very unexpected, just spur of the moment, almost impulsive, smaller cost things that we do. Now, this is not how everyone does it. Some people will have spending money and they'll have more spending money every month. Maybe they have $200 spending money every month, but that covers everything from their makeup to their hair products. Maybe it covers all their coffee runs or it covers all of their clothing as well. That's just not how we do it, but both ways really truly work. I think what's most important is to find something that works for you, find a way that works for you and something that you can stick to consistently. That's going to be your best bet. And this is something, it's it's the way we've been doing it since we've been married. We are very detailed in our budget, which means that our spending money almost covers the things that are unanticipated. Our spending money covers the things that weren't necessarily anticipated and are more spur of the moment. Also, it's important to note that my husband also, he's a contractor for Inspire Budget, so he actually earns money every month by editing this podcast episode. So he listens to them and edits them down really well. And so I actually, or the business, pays him every single month a certain amount of money per episode to edit these. And so that also acts as his spending money. So he can do with that what he pleases. Sometimes he spends it on our family. Sometimes he spends it on himself. Right now he's saving up for a concert. So that kind of also acts as his spending money. And then For me, I have my $25, which sounds so lame, but we also budget in. If I need to go shopping, I'll say, I need to budget $100 this month for clothes, and we just add it into our budget. So really, it's about planning our spending so that we don't have any of these unexpected 
expenses pop up, if that makes sense. I hope that this money hack episode helps you find more money in your wallet each month so that way you can send money to debt, send money to savings, invest, or just live a life you want. As always, if you enjoy these episodes, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes. I honestly love reading the reviews. They just make me so happy. I will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye.